Right, so that's an introduction to the threat posed by the philosophers. That without another source of information, they try to utilize human intelligence, that's that to try and understand, and let's say make certain assumptions about how the world works, and also make certain assumptions about how the boyer would be. And being as how the boyer, how the creator would act. And because of that, being as they were working with logic, so to speak, the principles of logic, so they came up with certain conclusions which are the opposite, antithetical to Torah. But because it's logical, therefore it was a significant, so to speak, challenge to the Messiah we have of Torah. So, like I said, the Kuzari's approach isn't to argue the points. He just avoids them. But he has to write down at least something what the philosopher says. So we're going to go quickly just through how he brings the arguments of the philosopher. Mitzalashayni. There is a danger in that. Because if it makes sense what they're saying, so we, want, we want to know what's the account, what's the answer. So what I want to do tonight is just because then the Kuzari inside, Pasha to explain what he says is the fundamental arguments that the philosopher is going to raise as we call today the principles of epistemology and uh, if the Olam wants so then maybe I'll make another show next week to explain what the answer is to the, the, the points that he raises the Kudari doesn't answer them, he avoids them if the Olam wants to talk about the answers then we have to make it in the separate share. and the answers of the Rambam and the answers of the Rambam no, not the Rambam, the answers of the Rambam right. Basically, yeah. Okay, so the, the philosopher makes a number of uh, axioms, basic principles which he thinks make sense, and that's what he wants to say. And he says like this, Amla philosopher. The philosopher tells the king of the Kazarim, he says like this. Number one, the way the philosophers understood the concept of a Bore, of a creator, is that he's perfect. Perfect means that he doesn't need anything, he doesn't want anything. Because wanting something or needing something shows a lack. Right? The way that they understood was if I need something, it means I don't have it. If I want something, it means there's something unfulfilled in me. And therefore philosophy understood that the boy can't want anything. And he can't need anything. Number one. Number two. Um, Midas, in other words, love, hate, things like that, also are not generated by the seichel. They come from feelings. If you're talking about some perfect intelligence, then there won't be feeling. It'll just be logic. Right? And this is philosophy promoted this idea that this absolute logic which isn't based on feeling, isn't based, it's not going to be swayed by what a person wants or doesn't want. And therefore, if there's going to be a concept of a boire, which is perfectly logical, so to speak, something which is supreme intelligence, is the boire can't want anything, the boire can't feel anything. That was the first principle they wanted to work with. And it's really sad. Any want, any desire, any need shows a lack. And if you're going to posit the perfect boy, it means he has no lack. If a person wants to do something, then it means he doesn't have it. It's a and achieving what he wants is then a way of, of 
achieving something he never had before. So if something is perfect, it won't want anything because it's not missing anything. As long as you haven't fulfilled what it wants to achieve, then it's missing something. It hasn't yet fulfilled what it's trying to achieve. That's the first point. Now, this principle of philosophy is completely the opposite of the terrorist principle that HaKadosh Baruch wants us to do something. Right? If Hashem can't have a want, so then what does He want from us? There's no wants, because He doesn't want anything. He's perfect. So He doesn't want anything from people. Similarly, if there's no feeling, then the, the second principle, which the Torah talks about often, Ava Hashem, that's a doesn't start. There's no, there's no feeling. There's no like, dislike, want, don't want. Perfection is perfection. Doesn't need, nothing is missing and doesn't need anything to be matched with itself. That's the first uh, axiom that the philosopher, philosopher says. The second one. This was the primary argument between Aristotle and the Rambam. And that is, something perfect doesn't change. If any of you tried to learn Chavis Avavis in the, the first Shara Yichud, he also debates this principle. Something perfect doesn't change. Perfection is always perfection. It can't move. It can't change. It can't be because if something which is nitham to change, something which is able to change, means that it's not in a perfect state. If that's the case, if that's the case, so then we can't talk about Hashem changing the way He runs the world either. Because perfection doesn't change. If that's the case, the whole principle of Hashem reacts to how we act. And we do mitzvahs, He acts a certain way. And if we diversely change this to punish us, means Hashem's changing in some way. Philosophy wouldn't accept that. The body can't change. And if that's the case, since there's there's no change by the body, if that's the case, the corollary of that is, He's not determining what people do. Because people change. And the way Hashem deals with them changes. Right? If, if you're going to say that the body can't change, the body is absolute, then what does make the differences in how, what happens to people? Now, again, the Torah is not like that. The Torah says, it's not just... A, again, the, let's start with the Yiddishkeit. We understand that there's a constant interaction between us and the Kodesh And how we act is Hashem, how Hashem responds to us. It's man that Kodesh shall do the right thing, Hashem will give us bracha. And there's an interaction the whole time, because we call it that how a person acts is how Hashem responds to him. Gives him more tries to show that he's doing the wrong thing to wake him up, whatever the case might be. Philosophy's principle was you can't that if the Bura is perfect, then the Bura isn't changeable by people. Not the way he is, not the way he acts. And if that's the case, so that destroys the principle of Hashkacha. Because Hashem always runs the world the same way. Things can't change. Perfect way. Perfect way. So what does cause change? Uh, the massive things change. There's nothing to do with the body. And that was the next principle philosophy had. They're arguing, they're arguing that the creation was set up in a certain way, and he's going to explain that that means the way the world meant to run. And small change has nothing to do with the body. Right. Small change has nothing to do with the body. He set it up the right way. What goes on after that is uninvolved in. Exactly what he's going to say. For any day Therefore, Hashem doesn't deal personally with you, what you're doing, what you're thinking. And then, the other big point I wanted to say, right? The philosophy argues the concept of Tfila. You're going to change Hashem's mind by davening to Him. If, the, if there's a perfect decision, based on perfect intelligence, right? then what's it going to help to daven? It's not going to change. 
And therefore, another one principle of philosophy came with it destroys the concept of filler because filler means you can ask Hashem and Hashem listens to us and He responds. Part of the same kfira which came from philosophy is, is set up the way it's meant to be. After that, nothing is going to change. And if that's the case, that lines up the way. He set up a system with that, and he's going to say, he's going to say it himself. And he says like this. He says, and if you want to ask, what's the, what's the concept that he created the world? If he began the creation from its original stage, and after that. He didn't involve in creating things after the original stage. This is a principle which the Rabbanus talks about. The philosophers held the Olam Kadman, which means the world was set up or, and originally the way it's meant to be, and after that it's not being run by Hashem, so to speak. He set it up the way it's meant to be, and after it goes by itself. Isn't that a spiritual infiniteness? No. Because, uh, well, let's go a little bit and explain it also. The difference between people and the people before them is the makeup of their midas or of their nature. It comes from genetically, even from their parents, or the nature of the place that they're living in. Or Hamazonas, the food that they eat, all these things therefore made a difference to a person's personality. And as the starting, the starting point, how, how the person was created, the differences which come after that is, is, is basically based on circumstances or based on where the person is. That's not what Kabbalah from Hashem, that's what the philosophers believe. Right. And therefore, the connection to the Bayre was the original way that there should be a person who was created. After that, he's not involved in all the changes which happened in the Bayre. Right. That's the basic, that's the, that's the, the third principle of the philosophy work. The first one, a Bayre, if it's perfect, can't miss anything or need anything. He can't have wants. Or have a rotten for to do it because that would be show something is missing by him. Number two, that he doesn't change. He doesn't change, and therefore he's not going to change how he acts with people because of what they've done, or because they're asking him to change, because that would show a lack of perfection. It's something which isn't. If something's perfect, there's no reason to change it. And number three, as a result of that, if there is change, it's meant to do with him. Now. Earliest thing that there's nothing, there is no way. Oilam Kadman, it can't mean that. There's a simple argument which is even which is always brought, and that is things can't create themselves. Things can't create themselves. So, Elowat, it means that we don't have a time limit because things are going to a, from a starting point to a finishing point. However, it was, it always is, and it's going to be like it forever because it's not a system which is developing anywhere. It's a setup to be, and it is going to always be. Deny them. <laughs> they deny that. Uh, Unless it has some tavern reason which is going to do with the Bayer, according to their way of thinking about it. You must remember, philosophy started after the period of Nivur. So we're no longer open this. The Ramban pointed out as well. That was, that was the night of Hanukkah. 
That was exactly the like, like the old point. That, that was exactly the point. Right? No, the, the the truth is that it's, it's not really a fair argument because the philosophy you're talking about lived and died before Hanukkah. You're asking why the next generation who lived the Talmud is Talmud was still around. Sorry, the Shita was still around. So how do they deal with Hanukkah is a good question. Kishlev, in the sense that they had it beforehand, didn't have anymore. That was part of a Vedazar. The, the Kishlev, which w- dealt with uh, like the Olam uh, Elyon, in the same way they had before, they didn't have anymore, because, like I said, that was a, a Hemshech of uh, the Kaich of Vedazar. Okay, so these are the these are the points that Rasa wants to bring up. Is anybody ever dealing with uh, how the Creator was created? I mean, how did they explain the Creator? No, they have no, explain, they have no problem talking about something which is perfect, and because perf- perfection means infinity. Something which, which is perfect always is. Something which isn't perfect can change and can become, or can change and disappear. Something which is perfect always is. So they never have a problem with that. Because they didn't expect anything from that. But, then, but again, it destroys the concept of interaction with that. Because then he doesn't want anything from the world and he doesn't, can't change to deal with the world. It's like he's, de- he's detaching him from the world, so to speak. Now, why, again, let, let me say again, where does the mistake come from? The mistake came from if people are trying to speculate how a Bore would be. And I think if you're talking how would we speculate, how would we imagine the Bore to be, right? like I said, philosophy is a science which isn't provable. It's based on assumptions. Hanachos. And Hanachos is that if you're talking about a Bore, he's perfect. If something's perfect, you can't change. You can't make mistakes. You can't be different. And therefore, therefore, this led them to the, this, this way of thinking. We, all, we also believe Hashem is perfect, so I guess we have a different definition. 100%. We also believe Hashem is perfect, and we also believe that Hashem can't change, in the sense that He Himself, like Ani Hashem Leishanisi, it's a possible. But, and this is the important point to understand where we disagree with the philosophers, that's regarding Hashem Himself. Hashem Himself is perfect. But, we don't agree with the philosophers, but when it comes to dealing with the world, so Hashem does want something for the world, and Hashem does change the way He deals with the world based on people. There's a big difference. So we have a different definition of what does the word perfect mean. Right. In other words, that extends the, the idea that Hashem is perfect to mean that therefore He doesn't act in a way which is different either. And if that's the case, He's obviously not acting with the world, because the way the world acts, uh, develops changes. Things change in the world. And we say it's not true. Hashem is... For, uh, if you think about Hashem as in Hashem, for sure he's perfect. But we see that, of course, he interacts with the world. And of course he deals with people. And of course he wants us to be a certain way. We have to explain why it's like that. This is the argument and understanding. As I said, we can talk about that. But, uh, that's, but why it's important why it's, is because the mistake of philosophy is that it destroys all the Torah. There's no Tzchavoyinish because Hashem doesn't want anything anyway. There's no point davening because Hashem is not going to change because you daven to him. And then there's no Hashkacha because... He's not dealing with what happens in the world. These are the mistakes of philosophy. And this is even before we get to the stage of atheism. That's a different stage, when there's no Bore at all. This is even with the idea that there is a Bore, but you've detached the Bore from the world. Why would he create the world? Why would, why would what would be the purpose for creating the world? We don't know. A sport, a hobby? We don't know. This is one of the rides again. You're asking very, very good. And not only that, when there is a it's interesting. When the Rizal starts to say he doesn't talk about it, he starts to argue with these points. Um, in the beginning of Vasco Sharak his 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 starting point is that if the world's created at a certain point, what changed then? If the Bori can't change, so then the, the world should be infinite like the Bori is infinite. If at a certain point he created the world, so what changed? 
Until now he didn't, now he did. It's a good time. You see there's a change. Otherwise, now, as I'm saying, there are answers. But uh, first explain the shit which was wrong. Kadmon, like I said, doesn't mean infinite. It doesn't create itself. It means it's always been the way it is. It's not, it's not like it's a situation which is going to, like we talk about, which created the world to get to a certain point and then it'll end. It's, it's been a, it's, it'll always be the same way. So the only way to, for them to explain that was that the world is infinite. But you didn't argue that so R is not a wolf. Sorry? You didn't argue that made it as a piece of art, something to look at. But why would he want to do that? Why do you want to? Why would he want to? He's not missing anything. So why would he want to? No, it's a different argument. There's two. Number one is he's not missing anything. So why would he make a world? And number two, if nothing changes by the birds, so then why did he decide to make the world at a certain stage? What changes? These but the eyes ask about these questions. Right. Anyway, that's the argument of the of the philosophers. Now, so what's the reason for a person to be good? If there's no scharvainish, and there's no change in anhaga, so what's the reason for a person to be good? So now the philosopher said that this was the the primary point of philosophy. I mean, the secondary point of philosophy was. Because it's, if we understand that there's something called perfection, a person should be perfect also. Right? A person should try and perfect himself because that's the right way, that's the best way a person should be. Not because he's going to get rewarded or punished for it. So, Sharm writes something like that. As that's well. why all the philosophers themselves wrote Mrs. Sharm's in their words, ethics or the ways to act, whatever else it is. Because, uh, not because we commanded to do that, not because we, uh, there's a civil way, but because that's the way a person's meant to be. All the Rishonim, on the beginning of Messiah, all the Rishonim, on the beginning of Pirkei Avos, they will ask the question, if you're going to talk about Messiah, Moshe Kibbal Tere Messiah, Messiah, Yeshav, 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 right? start brachos like that. What's the thing in Avos? Between the Pumti of Avos, he decides to tell us the Messiah. The Ram asks the question, the Ram asks the question, the Ram asks the question, what's the thing here? They will answer the same thing. And they answer, when you come to Avos, which is ethics, the way to act, so the, the Tana wanted to be Malikish, it's something which is part of the Torah. Why? Because it's, again, the Tana, living at the time of the philosophers, in the time of the Tanoim, right? Everybody had ethics. Not because it's Torah-based. Not because they didn't hold an interview with Hashem. They held that a person is meant to act the right way. And therefore, there's a logical way which is the right way to act. That's the way a person should act. And therefore, before the Tana was to tell us that we believe is the right way to act, the mid is how we're meant to act, you should know this is part of the Torah. This is not an ethical treatise which is coming from human intellect. That's what he says. He says the reason to be medalic in the, in the right way, or part of the MS, right? Because it's Azer, where the Dvaikus Alamidavi Damus the Seichel Shapa, to be more of a white person to connect to his Seichel. And therefore, it's, uh, all the, the reason to control oneself is like a day Shechanech Ratsoinen. You don't should ask him out of kids. So, not because Hashem is going to be happy to say what he's going to do with the point of philosophers. A person should be an ethical person that's because that's, he has a seichel and he should act in keeping with the principles of his seichel. Right. Now, these are the first things things spoke about. Klal Yishol Dovi, sounds like what he says. Package zaychalev, ve'ez la'efin she'yitachinecha. You must look for a way to purify yourself to be more, more, uh, act more with your, within, within, the, within the realm of your re- rationale, of your understanding. After you understand what's the right way to act, that's why they act like that. And that's, they make that into a, 
uh, so to speak, a goal in its own right. Right, and what's the bakasha, what's the the, the, the maila, according to this, the philosophers? Hidavik beruch yehu. To the closeness to that uh, conceptual idea of what's the right way to be. Right. That's the that's the su- summary of what the process is telling. And the Khazari's answer to that, as we said yesterday, is he avoids it. He said, I was told that I'm meant to be doing something. And according to this, there's nothing to do. Right? That's another point from the philosophy. There's no mitzvahs. There's no actions. Right? If you go, if a person is going to try and be something, it's completely in a seichaldika nature. That he acts or he thinks in a certain way, he conforms with the emiss of how he understands things. But to tell me to do things as a tzivit, for a reason, that's just like we understand that they said that if you have a perfect intelligence, then it doesn't need to do something. That, that's like by the boy, he doesn't have to do anything. So if theoretically, the person would be in the same situation, that he would be living on the level of seichel that he's meant to be, there's nothing left to do. Which means there's no mitzvah either. So maybe the mitzvahs are to bring you to that. That's on your starting point. And as it's, if I need to do something, it's to control myself, that I will act in a way which is con- con- conforming with my seichel, but then when I get to the seichel, I don't need anything else. Uh, right, so these are the mistakes of philosophy. Like I said, because there's a certain logic which they try to put forward, it was a trap for a lot of people. There, as was brought up here. Wait, how did he know that there was mitzvahs? The mouth just told him you're not, your intention is not. The man told him what you're doing isn't the right way to do. The but the philosopher said, it's all, it's all in your machshava. Ah, you don't have to act for it, you just think. Right. So that's what he tells him. It obviously wasn't what I was meant to do. And like I said, it was a way to avoid the argument. That was one of the options then, not, not to... Didn't he say that he has to act perfectly, actions should be in line? If you need to. If you need to. Remember that the action is then only a means if it's necessary. There's no intrinsic value in an action. If I need it in order to work on it, to, to perfect my seichel, so then there's a mail in it. But it's not there's a mile in what I'm doing. If I don't need it, I don't need it. For example, let me, let's, let's, let's build it up a bit more. For a person who feels that they have a problem with a certain middle, and the way to work based on the cycle, not with that middle, would be to control that, and to do actions to control that middle, they don't need to do it. To get to the state, the acting will be the cycle. For a person who doesn't have that problem, they don't need to do the action. There's no intrinsic mile in mitzvahs or in actions. It's just a way for a person to develop a cycle. Okay, those are the arguments, the, the, the basic arguments that the philosophers put forward. The Kuzari, instead of making it a whole sefer, the Marina Vukim makes it all, all in one paragraph. And then he's happy to move on from there to talk about the next, the next uh, investigation the king goes into. What's the answer? Oh, like I said, if Oedem wants to know what the answers are, that's not the Kuzari doesn't deal with that. He's much happier to avoid it. But Lamas, now that we have the Larizal himself, who asks the questions and brings their eyes, not like, not, no, not like this... Mahalik of thoughts, maybe. So I don't want next week on uh, Tuesday. Spend Shabbos with all these questions. <laughs> 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 They're not questions. Okay, well, maybe one share just to in brief answer oh, the point. Uh,